0: Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast.
1: Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find The Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. Aw, oh, man, our website is so cool. Welcome, Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2015 and beyond. Beyond the Age of Ultron. I am Ryan, the most excellent host in this wonderful podcast world. With me always is James. Hi. And the one, the only, the hero in a half shell, Bradley Haig.
2: Not always. I was gone for two weeks.
1: Uh, you're always here in spirit. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to give this time to give a shout-out to Tweaked Audio. Log on to tweakedaudio.com, and when you do your checkout, type in Real Nerds as one word, and you'll get 20% off your whole order and get really sweet head earbuds. Head, head earbuds. earbuds. Head earbuds, guys. Not for your butt ears, just for your head
3: ears. Sometimes
2: when I listen to music, I just like to like uh, transmit it directly through my cranium and yeah. not through my ears, so that's when yeah. those would come in handy. Exactly. I,
3: I only like to listen to, uh, to music through my toothbrush. Yeah, that's a a, a good those? way to listen to. Yeah, it. what were those called? Um, Brush radio, tooth,
1: tooth songs, yes. tooth,
3: tunes. tooth tunes. Thank that's you. That's a Laura. real thing.
1: Oh, oh, oh my God! My you wife guys just walked this? in. Hey, how's my baby? Was is he, he a, was he a mean fear mom? Is he is he driving yet? He, hey he, buddy, he my baby. Oh, look
3: at you. <laughs> oh.
1: is he driving yet? Yeah, we let no? him drive. Crushing chicks. Yep. I also forgot to mention, um, Birdman Barbecue changed their name to Pampoms, and you can log on to their website at Pampoms.com and get not only barbecue sauce now, but they have, like, tons of other sauces, kind of like Tabasco. And I've been using this Caribbean lime one they have, and, dude, it is off the chain. And they also have this habanero mustard that goes great on hot dogs and things like that. So make sure you check that out. Also, guys, I don't know if you know this, but we have a new sponsor. It's this up-and-coming flower shop in Denver um and right now on real nerds podcast i'm going to debut their commercial which uh, brad had a hand in shooting right
2: uh, a little bit yeah
1: a little bit so uh, uh hopefully this, they you know uh, it's kind of weird that we have a flower shop but you know what i'll take money from anybody so uh, is it cool if we play that guys sure let's cool do it. sweet here's uh here's double team flower shop
0: Hi, I'm Kurt Sloan, and last week, me and my dad, Colonel Luke, started Double Team Flowers. A flower delivery business. We have flowers for any occasion. Problems with your lady? Double-teamed! Consoling a friend after the loss of a loved one? Double-teamed! And your other lady? Double-teamed! or that tragic moment when you lose your best friend. team! We have many bouquets to choose from, including the Legionnaire, the Lionheart, or the Quest. And now with our special delivery van, we can bring the flowers to you. Great job. Double team flowers. Call 467-555-5283. Let us service
1: the one you love. Awesome. Well, I really want to thank them. I mean, one, you might have heard uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme in that. They're able to pull some big strings and get a celebrity in it.
2: Yeah. He's uh, endorsing Double Team Flowers.
1: He is. And if you really want to see what that's all about, you can go to the Buck Theater on November 10th in Denver at 7 p.m. And you can see the world premiere of Jean-Claude Van Damme's Damn Van.
2: Hey, let's play the trailer for that, too.
1: We can! In the most corrupt
2: city in America, Mayor Thomas Knob is king.
4: I own this city!
0: But he's about to get Van Dam. What's not a problem. We have a new ones. Oh, my gosh. From the producers of Thunderbolt.
4: Get the damn van! Oh,
0: jean Claude Van Dam's Damn Van.
4: I'm getting the full bitches.
1: Brad, you had a hand in that as well, didn't you?
2: I did. I had a lot of it. Actually, I did both. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, how's it coming along?
2: Um, the rough edit still isn't done. Um, but you were
1: balls deep in editing last week. That's why you weren't here.
2: Yeah. I uh, took four days last week, and I just sat in bed all four of those days and
1: didn't edit.
4: <laughs> yeah, you just I watched stared movies. Stared at the <laughs> yeah, yeah. felt yeah. Like
2: no, I seriously did all, like twelve hour edit sessions. Wow. And, I mean, there was stuff playing in the background, but the only time I left the apartment was when my storage unit called to say I was eight dollars short. And I wasn't, but <laughs> <laughs> it was You're like, an error. What the fuck? But yeah, <laughs> so I had to drive all the way out to Lakewood, and then yeah,
1: but it's coming together pretty well.
2: Um. The rough edit, you know, there's no sound effects for all the action and stuff, and the dialogue is different levels, so it looks kind of boring. <laughs> but No, um, you're supposed
1: to say, even in the rough edit, I can see how great it looks.
2: Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> uh, Brad, uh, sell your shit. I was everything, getting to it.
3: Everything was perfect from inception.
2: But when, um, so we have a sound guy doing the, the he's doing a 5.1 mix of it
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh, for the Blu-ray, and he's doing, adding all the sound effects, and it's... It, it sounds amazing, and then Robert, I did a session with him for the score. Um, like, you know, tried all these different themes and things, and now that sounds amazing. So, cool, it's gonna come together. And then this next week, I do all the visual trickery to make it look good. Ryan's finishing the rest of the
1: rough stuff, and very cool. Double, we're, we're double teaming it. Nice. So, is there? Uh, are you gonna constantly be releasing stuff every week? Because yeah, those shorts. Yeah, the shorts. uh, We've seen how many of you released so far. I'm sorry, just the two. Just
2: the two. One went up today. Yeah, the other one went up last Friday.
1: And that was like a like a little news. News. uh, Yeah. Kind of giving you a background of the story. Is that all
2: four of them are like little prologue shorts uh, Mm -hmm. that kind of give you a little backstory into how the movie is set up, Um, and also advertise the movies. Yeah.
1: And where can we find that stuff?
2: Um. You can go very easily to jcvddv.com. Very cool. And that'll take you to every bit it, of information you have. Is there a out. link
1: for it on our website?
2: There's not. We you will piece post of that. shit.
1: Put it on our website. <laughs> know, you can also go to com. So
2: bad about cross marketing.
1: Like, use us, dude. I know. We I, have like almost 1,000 followers on Twitter. When I and... posted
2: the video today, I was like, why didn't I post this in the actual event page? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I just shared it from like my own. The thing is, like, the. Netflix Vision's uh, Facebook page and only has like 70 likes. In um, my personal, I have 300 friends, so like it's better to share it through personal. Than and, f-
1: I posted it on our, our Facebook page for I saw you. that,
2: yeah. <laughs> I saw the Real Nerds shout out <laughs> about me being such a great director. <laughs> um, well, that's
1: what I'm here for. I'm here to facilitate probably, yeah, everybody.
2: My brain's mushed from coordinating so many things. Someone yeah, asked me today, how's it going? And I gave them this long list
1: of, like, I eh, still so have to do this and this and this.
3: <laughs> and they were like, I, I just wanted you to say,
1: all right. Yeah. Yeah. Brad, it, my, my only advice to you is before the movie screens on the Monday, make sure you go to the bug a little early and play it and make sure it plays. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I took the day off. So, okay. first thing in the morning, I drive the van there, get it all graphiced up, uh, nice. roll out the red carpet from it. Then I go inside, hang all the banners and signs. Um, we're going to, it's six o'clock. We're going to play like all Jean Claude Van Damme movie trailers awesome. leading up to the movie, it's like all the 90s stuff. Sweet death warrant. Yeah. And then like little commercials he's been in, like the, the truck split thing. Nice. Kind of like The Alamo does. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a reel of that put to, put together. Uh, we're going to have a merch table. There will be shirts, the have album. you Jean
1: Claude Van Damme and see if he wants to come out?
0: Oh, no my comment. God. No
3: comment. No
2: <sighs> comment. Um, you
3: heard it here, folks. They're heard it here first. Jean Claude Van Damme will be there.
2: Neither confirmed nor deny. <laughs> neither confirmed nor deny. No, so just, you should no, come just You might, you might want to show up. I know the event's at seven, but you probably want to show up at six. Just saying. Um, yeah. So yeah, the album will be there. T-shirts. I'll be hawking the Real Nerds DVDs since we still have a bunch of those there too. Nice. Um, and then after, at seven o'clock, there's going to be a skit. And then we're going to show um, a bunch of Netflix trailers and then the shorts, the web shorts again. Mm, cool. Um,
1: and if you guys want um, listeners, I'll be signing the Blu-rays <laughs> if you want a signature.
2: Yeah. Oh, there'll be posters there too. Yeah, like I'll sign them. Character <laughs> <laughs>
1: posters.
3: <laughs> I'll draw all over them.
2: We're going to have character posters. If you want, and, if uh, you
3: want dicks on your poster, mm-hmm. I'll draw
1: those. I'll just draw a dick right into Eileen's <laughs> mouth. Oh,
2: fuck. Yeah, she'll like that.
1: Once well, sure, you um, start holding a microphone, all I have to do is kind of <laughs> work it out a little bit. Spend
2: two hours <laughs> yeah. resketching it so. Excited. And I was really
1: on this, working on this really veiny, triumphant dick. And <laughs> God, <damn. laughs>
2: um, uh, but look, the whole cast will be there, so you can get your poster signed from them while they're very there. Very cool. Um, we're going to have uh, there'll be popcorn concessions. Eileen's making these cupcakes that are, have jelly in the center, and they have knives on the top, so you stab them. And they, it's like. Because one of the characters is serial Killer.
3: Oh, that's cool.
2: And then Reese is making some Da Bomb brownies. It's supposed to be pretty good. Uh, yeah. Would
3: you say that they're delicious? Yes. Ah, so you thought I was going to. Uh-huh.
2: I saw it. Yeah, where are you going? Um, Yeah, what are the cool things that I talk about? There's a super, super sweet skit. We've been talking about this for a while.
1: Anyway. That's all you can so, say? It's a super sweet skit? Yeah, because I don't want to spoil it. Bait. Because there's a plot to it. The,
2: yeah, there's no <laughs> even there's
1: no even like hanging fruit. Like this is why it's this okay. why it could possibly be. Jean
3: Claude Van Damme comes out and then yeah, and there's gonna be a fog machine and
2: like wait you got Jean yeah, f- fog
1: you got Jean Claude Van Damme to do a vine, <laughs> and he's like I love this movie. <laughs> yeah,
2: I only have uh, pre-recorded footage of him that I am doing whatever with, so
4: <laughs>
2: like I need a vine from him. <laughs> just recycle this. Make him put him in all these weird places. Nice. <laughs> this is yeah. His life. Um, uh. You were talking about Joe earlier. You should probably mention that he did a uh, an interview with John of All Trades this week. He did. Where he talks about uh, Pam Pampa's barbecue yeah. and stuff. So people should check out Johnofalltrades.us.
1: Yep. He's on there as well. Anything else you want to add to your wonderful event you have coming up?
4: Mm. Two weeks, mm. man. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: getting close. Better Get finish close. that shit.
2: No, I guess that's it for now. I'll let you know.
3: So, Tooth Tunes were a toothbrush that would
1: sing Britney, Britney Spears songs into your teeth. That's why we don't know what they are, because we don't give a shit about that whore. <laughs> what we care about is movies here at Real Nerds Podcast. Every week, we go see a new movie, and we uh, podcast our experience to the world. This week, we went and saw John Wick. Well, me and James did. Brad was probably editing. Um, sure, yeah. <laughs> you don't, why don't you want to go see the movie with us then, Dick?
2: No, uh, Ryan Carroll. Oh, that's uh, right. You actually had a party. Yeah, he had something go-
1: going on. Mm-hmm. 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 That was in that movie a lot.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Stay tuned for our review of John Wick. We do that at the end of the show. We play the trailer and we spoil the hell out of it. I haven't played a clip from a movie in a long time. I want to play one from this one. Let's see you do it. But when people take things from you that you treasure and love, um, there's a violence that erupts. Jitsu and judo. Don't know what is on the EPKs, but if it's Keanu Reeves, Dishing out great lines, yeah. then we'll, well put it on your own, own show. You would have
2: known that James inserted a bunch of clips. to oh, yeah, your segment. I don't. There's listen. a
1: really good one from last week. I don't listen to the reviews. I listen to the first like hour and a half of oh, it. Oh yeah? yeah, you got
3: to go back and listen to the last week's because I like, I I I made you make fun of a scene while it was being played.
1: Nice. I, I also really to that like the scene. I haven't listened I to uh, last week's. Yeah. Um, Probably cause it's not up, <laughs> up yet. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> so I, I have no idea. How this week we'll play
3: a scene that's a lot like that scene from Collateral where everybody's like... Ns, ns, I know, ns, you know, ns, ns. when the
1: judge came out, I forgot to tell us to play the interview I did with Robert Downey Jr. during... Oh, the, that would have been good. Yeah. You know? oh, it'll be in be Avengers. <laughs> Age of I'll, cool I'll
3: throw it in at the end of this one. Cool. Know, okay.
1: Sounds good. Yeah, stay tuned at the end of this podcast where I have an exclusive interview with Robert Downey Jr. God damn it. I actually don't have the audio for that. Yeah, dude, it's online.
3: Oh, yeah, I can get it. Yeah, that's right.
1: Cool. And then we also talk about movies we've been watching, comic books. James, you have a comic book for us this week. <laughs> Fuck no. You dick, I have Sorry. one. Um, because I, I got emailed, guys, in fan mail. And that's what we're going to start with.
4: Fan mail!
1: The, hang on, let me get out my um, mimeograph to right, read the, um, the mail. Let me fill... Let's see, how do I fill
3: time? Oh, I got an idea. So, no, so, so it would. the toothbrush would vibrate. And you wouldn't, it wouldn't, like, play the music, like, through a speaker. It would vibrate your teeth, and then you'd hear it in your ears like a jawbone, like those old jawbone, like, you know, headsets. But um, it played
2: Britney Spears, so what's wait, the incentive? Played,
3: no, well, I mean, it would play, like, whatever popular music, right? So it was kind of like, do you remember those... Um, I mean, you don't, because you're fucking old. But those... Um, where's your wife? She, she'll remember these. They were, like, little flashcards that would come with, like, pop, uh, one or two popular songs, and you'd, like plug it into this dumb little tape deck looking thing so it was like buying tapes that only played one song
2: i know exactly what that is right
3: what was that called i'm
2: trying it's oh, i want to say pop rocks but that's not it
3: <laughs> no exactly you're you're on the right track it yeah. was something like you know pop tunes or like um but anyway it was like I Remember
2: the commercial was like it was ccr Creedence, Cre- Creedence,
3: Creedence Clearwater clear revival? clear water
2: revival was one of them huh i'm gonna use google to find Damn. out what that is
3: Anyway, so it was that kind of thing where you, it was like... Snooze, you, move on. Okay, anyway, you got some... You got some.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, we do have... I have fan mail, guys. Okay, good. Because you guys don't... You don't know, give a shit about you two. I really hope it's about Tooth tunes. Uh Ed, who I work with at... Um, Hi, Ed. He sent an email out and he has a Spider-Man question. Hey, Ryan, how's it going? You know what, Ed? It's going great. Um, enjoying the show? Thank you, as always. I have a Spider-Man-related question for you. I've been listening to back to episodes of Real Nerds podcast on episode one fifty eight, Nerds of Extinction. You mentioned that issue six ninety seven of Amazing Spider Man, the lizard eats his own son. What? Seriously? Um, I have the issue from the second series of Amazing Spider Man. Don't recall that happening. If this did occur, what issue was it? Uh, I did misspeak. I don't remember. uh, He he refreshed. I went back and I listened. I did miss. I I misspoke on the podcast. It's actually issue six thirty. And it's a three-part issue called Shed, yeah. where the lizard takes over Doc Connors completely. And the only way the lizard believes that he can get Doc Connors never to revert back to being Doc Connors is by eating his own son. And it really happens in it, and it's pretty gruesome. Shit. Um, and it's if you read the wonderful posts I put on our website, com, it's one of my 20 most dynamic Spider-Man covers. And it's a, just a big picture of the lizard's head with Spider-Man's costume all ripped up and blood pouring out of it, it's it's pretty dark. Um, So, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's issue 630, I think through 632, three parts. Um, (laughs) He says, or was it a joke, which uh, is a total possibility in retrospect. No, it's not a joke. It's a really dark story. And, in fact, if you go back and read before Pete uh, gets swapped with Doc Ock... The lizard knows that he's Doc Connors, and Doc Connors knew that he killed his own son. So as punishment to himself, he's never going to be the lizard. I mean, be Doc Connors again. So he's smarter than he pretends that he is. I don't Hmm. know if that makes any sense. Um,
3: As as much sense as the lizard
1: man does. Yeah. Anyways, I'll see you Thursday at the shoot. Uh, He came to my store, and he took a bunch of pictures of food that they're redoing oh very cool so thanks ed thanks for listening and writing in um
3: w- were you like in front of the food like with a big thumbs up like yeah
1: no he was doing it for training purposes so it was basically oh, a shot like, of a tortilla then a shot of tortilla with rice with a tortilla. yeah yeah um ed's a really talented guy brad you actually know him from doing the forty 48, f- 48 hour film festival
4: yep
1: he's a very talented guy
3: That sounded so (laughs) insincere.
1: No, he really is. He's his job really at Cuba is he he is the video guy. So if you go onto Cuba, any of their websites, you watch videos of Cuba or any of that stuff. He's the guy who edits them, produces them, and does it. And he and he's going to have his own little recording area at our new corporation. So cool. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, no, he's and he's really fun. And if you you guys can't see it, but we. Cuba uh, has recently changed its structure, and there's a video. It's called, um, why is it a good idea to have two menu prices where guests can go in and they can get whatever they want, and there's no extra charge. Extras aren't extra anymore. Kitova. And I'm the star of that video. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Holy shit. Yeah. How many times did you say fuck in that video? Uh, none, because what What I did was- I don't believe it's you. Were no. you a
3: pain in the ass to the director? Of
1: course. <laughs> but But see, the thing is, Ed really liked it because- he said, hey, you know, Ryan, you know, we're putting this out to everybody, all the cubas. so, you know, you got to be really excited to do it. I said, yeah, cool. And so Chaz, who's one of the directors of operations, um, I'm not sure his exact job, but he's in the operations part, he was going through line as a customer. And uh, I used to say, hey, hey, how's it going today? My name's Ryan. I can't wait to help you. How about them Broncos? And behind it is actually Ed was doing just what Brad was doing. He would be like laughing while he was filming because it was so over the top and goofy. Um, and my favorite line uh, from it, and it, I don't remember if it's in the video or not. And he said, I forget what the question was being asked to me. And my answer was, well, we like to build our relationships like we build our burritos one ingredient at a time. And I can just see both of them just looking at me and laughing and giving me the thumbs up like. It was the dorkiest thing they've ever heard, and oh, it man. just uh, sold. And, it, you know, you can watch that if you're ever part of the Cuba community, which you guys will never be. Um, but, you know, if you ever want to watch it, I'm sure Ed has it somewhere.
2: I like how you censored the, your place of employment earlier, and now you've just said Cuba oh, <laughs> well, like no, 10 I'm gonna 20 go 20
1: out. I'm going to go back through and bleep
3: out every time you cool. said
1: Cuba. <laughs> 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 I know. Well, if you looked at my face, I said, meh, meh, meh And then I was like, fuck it. It's Cuba. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I But I'm not friends with any of them on Facebook, and they probably don't know I do this, so fuck yeah. them.
3: Yeah.
1: Actually, they do know I do this. But whatever, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck you guys at QDBA. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 just make sure you bleep all that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'm
4: gonna be so bad.
1: instead of doing a comic book corner, I'll just tell everybody to pick up Amazing Spider-Man 630 through 632. It's a really dark story. It's called Shed. If you can't find it at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, I'm pretty sure you can. Maybe not, because it's a really... It's not a very highly ordered issue because it was kind of in the middle of everything. Mm. Um, you can definitely pick up the trade. I know it's there. Number cool. six thirty 630 through six thirty-two, and you'll know it has a really big, disgusting lizard head on it with blood. Spider-Man going dark, guys.
3: If we speak about it graphic novelly, um, you know the the graphic novels, the images and and framing that we've come to think of graphic novels inhabiting. That's two segments down. What's first?
2: Pocket rockers.
3: Pocket oh, rockers.
2: That's what it was. That's, it was. Those, yep. that's, that's like, a that's real perfect. thing that's not yeah. porno.
4: Oh my God.
3: players
0: tiny tapes pocket rockers tapes
1: and accessories sold separately batteries not included from fisher price <laughs> oh. good old uh, fisher John price he's
0: gonna
1: sue <laughs> yeah. uh no that's technically a parody so he's oh, right, right, yeah. safe oh
3: man and i'm you know, it's so totally different boys like years old again man i don't even remember those at all
1: back
4: it, back did that back back back.
1: actually
3: pick up Oh man. oh no yeah that sounded brilliant cool <laughs> oh, yeah
1: nice no, that was yeah, great. You're welcome, Fisher Price. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a huge spike <laughs> yeah. in now pocket Now go find the, find the one for Tooth Tunes. Anyway, what are we doing first? Right? Uh, this is the Blu-rays that you should purchase from Amazon this week.
5: DVD releases and Blu-rays,
2: but find them by going through DigitalBits.com first.
1: <laughs> or you know, I've been doing this new website, guys. It's called Blu-ray.com. Have you seen this app? Yeah. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this well, I heard about yeah. it from
3: last week. when
2: you. Yeah, I
1: know. That. Brad wasn't here. You'd appreciate this. You can scan all your Blu-rays into this app, and it keeps your library for you. Well, yeah. I do that through uh, Hooked in Motion. Mm. Oh. You go to Blu-ray.com, Blu-ray. and they have a bunch of reviews, and you can click on their website, too, to Amazon, and it's the same thing. Man.
3: Cool. So what we're saying here is, Digital Bits, you need to start giving us money.
1: Yes, or Blu-ray.com. Give me money. I'm totally plugging you guys. Someone give us money. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. My
2: My app lets me know that. Hang on. Me. It lets me know I have 161 Blu-rays and 745
3: DVDs. Nice. Uh, is Begin Again one of those Blu-rays? No, no. it's not because it doesn't come out till Tuesday. But if you want to see uh, this, Kira Knight, Kira Knightly Mark
1: Ruffalo, the joint, Hulk.
3: Yeah, uh, I actually can't remember. This isn't the one where he's having like
1: lots of sex, right? No, it's where he gets mad and turns green. No, it's not. Which one is this? Maybe he he's an oh, executive the
2: who is yeah. like, eh, I can't be Ricky's executive yeah. anymore. And,
1: Dude, no it's oh, music. Right yeah, but, is, but it's totally about music. Maybe I should give out a free download on everybody's iTunes account and get
2: everybody pissed off. I wouldn't help with her career if she wasn't so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> anyone else, I would have just blown her off.
1: Yeah, have you seen her boobs, though? They're not that great. Uh, yeah. God damn it. Um, the. Uh,
3: it's made, it's from the guy who directed Once, so of course it's just about music. The
1: poster Once was the same.
3: really good. It's like two musicians oh, standing totally.
2: shoulder to shoulder.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Only Once was really good, and this looks, you know, whatever. Uh, Wish I Was Here is this week, which is that, uh, that Zach Braff movie, what he got made by asking a whole lot of people to give him money so that he didn't actually have to go beg for money. Um, so if you didn't see that in theaters like most people, then now's your chance to rent it. Yep. Uh, Deliver Us From Evil, which... Nice has a
1: really horrible title design and just but cover you know, in general. It's weird, like I think they're doing that on purpose so it looks like devil. They they are. It also from across the
3: room looks like a Blu-ray of Enemy of the State. <laughs> like it's just like it par- mixed with paranormal activity, on, I agree.
1: No, I've seen Red? yeah.
3: That's that's the enemy of the state cover. Yeah. Just not yeah. no it totally is. You don't remember then. Um, I
4: remember.
1: I really kind of want to get that on Blu-ray because I thought the movie was shot really well. Oh, dude, it's gorgeous. And I hate horror movies, but that movie is gorgeous. Interested to see it again? Yeah. The only thing that's a bummer when we mention the review is it's not that different than a lot of Possession movies. Yeah.
3: Uh, Though though the Possession, like the CG visual effects part, is really cool. I guess that's that's not
1: true. I mean, because it deals with a cop trying to figure it out. Yeah. And then it kind of falls into that trap of being a Possession movie. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, and it's a possession movie from a different angle. But anyway, yeah. um, Life of Crime, uh, which we reviewed a few weeks ago.
1: I didn't. A month and a half ago. Because when I saw you guys have that one, I'm like, I'm not fuckable. listen to this episode. Um,
3: no, it's good. That was a good movie. <laughs> Just um, so people should check that out. Um, oh, yeah, Brad, you weren't there for that one either. Nope. Oh, man, you guys should both check out Life of Crime. It, it's a fun little movie, um, especially if you're
1: a Is Jackie boobs Brown in it. Um, you should check out Life of Crime.
3: There might be. If
1: you have to think about it, I'm not getting it.
3: Um, <laughs> there might have been. I don't know. There
1: aren't Jennifer Aniston or uh, Isla Fisher boobs. Oh, she, they're both in that? Yes. Then I don't want to see it. I only see if Jennifer Aniston's naked.
4: But, uh, or it gives me like opportunities uh, that I'll see side uh, boobs yes, of Jennifer Dan Aniston. That's right? Uh,
3: there, there might be. Yeah, it is.
2: We have an interview from him that we still have to post. Yep. Yeah, hey, we, hey,
3: we have interviews from Jennifer Comic Con, Mile High Horror. Nightbreed, the director's <laughs> cut... Coming out from the shop factory this week. Yeah, there's two different versions of it. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, there's one that's a collector's edition that's $70. It comes with an extra disc. And then there's just the standard collector's edition that comes with two discs.
3: So what's on the disc that's worth 50 bucks?
1: Uh I don't think it is, but uh, I'm not that big of a Nightbreed fan. But I know it originally was limited to 5000 and then they upped it to 10000 hmm. So, because so many people bought it. Um, it. It's like five hours of documentaries. Did you just buy the normal one? Yeah. Yeah because you're a sane person. Yep.
3: Um, shower Factory's also got
1: Squirm coming out this week, which I actually think the cover for that's way cooler. than the. It is. There's, like, worms coming out of some dude's face. Yeah.
3: Yeah. One, well, there's, like, some woman, and she's, like, in the shower. Uh, of course. And, and she's like, ah! Well, she's not even that disturbed. She's more like, what are y- wh- wh- what is that? <laughs> Did
2: um, you get that Necromantic? No. Oh.
1: What is that? That sounds cool.
2: It's the one you were gushing about that one week, about the...
1: Skeleton that's oh. like harassing oh. a woman's breast. Yeah, groping yes. a woman. I always get that recommended to me on Amazon because I buy weird shit on Amazon.
2: Speaking of recommendations,
1: I gotta show you the trailer for Taint.
2: Or <laughs> The Taint.
1: It's just, it's just <laughs> called The Taint? It's called The Taint. <laughs> that's what they... Fly. James Franco said <laughs> Rob Lowe looked like it. Said. Looked like <laughs> it. Like oh, his head interview. looks like a... T- yeah.
2: <laughs> because I by things like Father's Day and Samurai Cop, I was recommended <laughs> nice. <to> The Taint. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that sounds about right. If you're
2: listening to it, go on YouTube and look up The Taint. It's a trauma film, and it's,
3: uh, <laughs> it's <wow>. glorious. <laughs> My goodness. Um, so then there's also like a really, really shitty straight-to-DVD, Bruce Willis and, and John Cusack's really horribly CG'd forehead movie. <laughs> Um, which is, again, this is another one of those where they clearly just took these actors' heads from other posters they were ever in and photoshopped them in onto, like, the most generic... The, the, the bottom half of this cover is just um, the cover from The Fugitive where, like, he's running through the... The tunnel, right? And he's like at a slight angle. Yeah. And he's got a gun. It's just that, and then they photoshop like Nick Cage's head on that person, and then blurt it out so you can't tell who the hell it is. Even Nick Cage isn't even in this movie. Like this is the I didn't
0: know, kill my wife. This is a
3: horrible, horrible DVD cover. <laughs> um, he mentioned the Fugitive. Yeah, there's That's a, a great movie. <laughs> there's a movie it's called Plan of the event of the vampires coming out this week, which mm-hmm. just looks cool. So I have to mention that, uh, and then there are two James Franco joints coming out this week. One is Child of God, which is his, like, super serious, you know, heavy actor movie where, like, there's this crazy guy and he's running around in the woods and it's, like, you know, it says, like, a film by James Franco on it. Um, I do. It, it looks really good. I think good. James Franco has
1: a new movie come out every week. Yeah.
3: So, speaking of that, there's another James Franco movie coming out this week mm. um, because he is so... Um, prolific prolific yeah Uh, this looks like basically one of the shittiest like late 90s semi-thriller movies it's called good people which is the title of like a romantic comedy Um, but this is clearly supposed to be some kind of thriller because like they're walking and kate hudson's like holding his arm just a little bit and they're looking slightly to the left and everything is blurring and there's a guy with a gun
2: so they may not actually be Good people. It's, I don't know it's, who. It's good, it's sarcastic. Who are the good I
3: people? Think so Tom Wilkinson's in there, and he's looking he's like actor. he's
1: serious. Yeah, mm. um, I watched a movie with Tom Wilkinson this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's all the movies that are coming out this week. So, what was the number one movie at the box office last week? This is the box office stats.
3: I don't know. Moving on. No, the uh, Fury. Fury. <laughs> Do you know how much? uh 25 23 uh, well yeah. like 23.7 so you were really close. yeah
4: not bad
3: uh which is of course the movie we saw it is um man i i do notice though that that um uh that Dracula Untold movie which like it just came and went i haven't heard anything about it um it's doing pretty well yeah yeah i mean it's in its sixth week and it was number 2 last week so uh oh no sorry no 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 i'm i'm reading it's that wrong second week it's yeah it's a second it's week like it was two or last week right in, um, made ten ten million. I mean, what's its overall total? Uh, oh, that I don't have right in front of me. Um, yeah, and then the Book of Life came in at number three because Gone Girl is still just rocking. Yep. Um, forty million
1: for that Dracula movie, but it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. For a movie cool. that didn't look that exciting.
3: No, no, it didn't. Um. So anyway, Fury,
1: good nice. for that movie. Nice. What did it cost? Like sixty-eight million, I think. Yeah. I is that right? Uh, You're pretty good that. Uh, yep. Exactly 68 million. There's so right. they'll do just fine. Yeah, it's fine. It'll make its money back overseas if it does I'm sure it'll oh, make yeah. over that. This well,
3: It's already at like 33. Yeah, I'm sure. So they're doing just, just fine.
1: That was interesting. Uh, you didn't listen to last week's episode, but in Fury, the Nazis, when they shoot, their like, flashes are red. And when the Americans shoot, they're green, so it's like kind of Star Wars, and it's a weird, it's an interesting choice. So I guess you can always tell who's shooting at who. But James is colorblind, so he didn't know that. I had no
2: idea that was <laughs> so going on. So when I was talking about, it, I was like, yeah. <laughs> you're <Yeah>. disadvantaged.
1: Because <laughs> also when like things were exploding, it had little fireworks shooting out of it. It was a really interesting choice. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I can't believe that movie's only sixty-eight million dollars. Uh, it looks well, like I, I can. I mean, I mean, what's the last third of it? It's just them in a tank. There's really not much uh, going spoilers. on. Spoilers. <laughs> At at a a crossroad.
2: Great, now I don't want to see it.
1: (laughs) They're in a tank? This is the stuff we watched this week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Actually, I didn't watch too much, but uh, I I did re-watch. I got it on Blu-ray as Return of the Living Dead. Uh, I, I still love that movie. It's totally an 80s synth rock zombie punk movie. Yeah. And it's it's really silly. Um but well, it's still fun. That one lady is naked a whole lot. Yeah. F- for no reason. Yeah, she loves death. The death turns her on. Yeah. Uh, and then she turns into a zombie and she walks around. And naked. she's a less zombie. attractive at that point. Well, I hope.
3: <laughs> I guess that's true. Mm, Ooh, I want to fuck that corpse. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: didn't say that in a weird way. Um but yeah. it's written and directed by Dan O'Bannon who wrote Alien. Um and I have that great And wears a bow tie. (laughs) Yeah, and wears a bow tie. I have that great documentary that you got me a few years ago, and I guess he was kind of a creepazoid in real life. So, he doesn't look like one, but I guess he's an asshole. He did write Alien, which has a whole lot of Giger art in it. He does. He probably loves wieners. Uh, He's dead, so he can't say anything to me. Aw. Aw, bummer. Poor him. Fuck him. Um, Don't be an asshole. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh And uh, uh, what else did I watch this week? I, I think I had a couple things. Uh, the one thing I do know I'm starting a Tom Cruise marathon, and so this week I watch Valkyrie, which I still think is a really good movie. It's yeah. really well made, it's really suspenseful. Um, anytime it's dealing with killing Hitler, I'm on board. Um. <laughs> so you're pro dead Hitler. Yeah, and it's yeah, I really here's the thing I actually really, really appreciate about this movie is Tom Cruise doesn't try to do a German accent in it. That pissed so many people off. But it, when that
3: movie I came out, everybody was talking about like, "This is so stupid." Like everybody's doing a different accent, and like the Brits are doing British accents, but they're German, and Tom Cruise is just Tom Cruise.
1: But you don't? Do you really want to hear him speaking a German accent? No. I don't.
2: If they're so obsessed with uh, accuracy, you should, should have to listen German. to the actual German with subtitles all the whole time. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So.
1: But see, what's really cool about that movie is it starts with Tom Cruise speaking in German. And then it slowly fades to him just speaking how he normally right. talks. Yeah, like they address it. They address it and I think it works really well. And I, and even if they didn't, like if,
3: if you just view it as, look, we're trying to make a movie that is a thriller that you're going to enjoy and you're supposed to relate to these characters and really be invested in these characters, like
1: why is that really important? Yeah, right? and like it's, at the end of the day it's, it's distracting really that story if it's that's, that's I think important. it's distracting if he would have had an accent in it because I don't think I don't know if he could play that character as well i'm sure he could but i'm just saying that if he's not have to worry about doing the accent then he can just tell the story i think works really well and yeah. it's such a fascinating story because you know even germans didn't like hitler <laughs> and <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. It, th- how big that conspiracy goes and that the story is true um is even more fascinating and there's yeah. a great one of the best uh bonus features on that is Tom Cruise and Brian Singer are uh, at some lecture after their movie, and they talk about all the things that went into making the movie and how Tom Cruise saw it. And he says, oh, yeah, I didn't even, you know, I knew it was a true story, but when I started researching and seeing how fantastical it was, it's one of those things that when you read it, you're like, did that really happen? Is that how it went down? And uh, it's so that's what drew him to the project. And uh, Tom Wilkinson's in it. He plays one of the generals um, who doesn't go along with Tom Cruise's plan um bill he's in it who's really great kenneth brana kenneth brana who's who, awesome who, who kills himself in a really gruesome way yeah. that you don't see but you can imagine uh he sticks a, a bomb underneath his chin yeah uh, you know kenneth brana's so great you know he's one of those guys he's in a lot of movies and you forget how good he is because he's in so many movies mm-hmm. and he's always kind of just like the background guy um well except for when he's hamlet well, or when he's hamlet yeah that's you know that's true You don't forget that he's in the movie when he's Hamlet. You're right. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty sure I watched something else this week, but for some reason it's escaping me, so whatever. All right. Um, Yeah, that's all I watched this week. Brad? It's been a while.
2: Uh, I watched a lot of stuff. Like, a lot (coughs) of Uh, stuff. Oh, yeah? Good. So much stuff. Um, I watched Ernest Saves Christmas. God. I watched all cool four Ronnie Kid movies. <laughs> I still
1: think of you every time I'm at Tradesmart and they still have all those Ernest on Blu ray for three bucks each. Ah, oh, man.
2: And I don't need to get them because I have them on DVD, and that's good <laughs> enough.
1: Dude, you know the upconversion on Slam Dunk <laughs> Ernest is. Awesome. You're right. What am I missing out on?
2: Um, yeah, movies. Silly. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Chris Kringle decides that he wants to find a replacement, so he goes to Florida. <laughs> um. <laughs> To some oh, yeah. former That's child show entertainer that. tries to spend the whole movie trying to convince him to do it
1: and
2: <laughs> trying to convince oh. everyone else that he's real. Yeah. Yeah. Um and like I said, I watched all four karate kid movies. Cool. And Is and, uh, Hillary
1: Swank one any good? No. I know, I'm just kidding, it sucks dick. Uh so
2: bad. It's actually uh the, so one of the biggest things is there's no karate until, like, the very last five minutes in the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. See, but that's okay, because in the first Karate Kid, it's like that, too. But, like, the build-up for them to fight in that tournament is awesome.
3: Yeah, those characters are any good. And anyone in that movie is acting with any talent at all. Yeah, you know, most of the time Unlike it's Hillary's her
2: week. whining about this uh, hawk that she's keeping on the roof of the school. No. Um, and then, like... I don't know what it is about the Karate Kid universe, but like every adult wants to kick Ralph Macchio or Hilary Swank's ass. <laughs> um, and they're just kids.
1: <laughs> One of my favorite running jokes in um, How I Met Your Mother is Barney thinks that the bad guy from Cobra Kai, what's his name? Uh, Johnny. Sure. Johnny, yeah, is like the, well, you know the hero just, of the
2: movie. The instructor is John Cruise and then Johnny is the blonde-haired kid who is actually kicking his ass. It's weird to yeah. <laughs> write yeah. two characters with the same name. That's weird. Um, and weirdly, the it's third one's s- my favorite.
3: It's about how cyclical violence is, man. Really?
1: Why is totally. the third one your favorite? I don't know. It's weird. That is weird. Um, I haven't seen him in years. Yeah. I don't remember I the seen first the third one. one in a long the, long
2: obviously, the first one's a classic. The second one, I actually think, has the best story.
1: Is the second one where he fights like in the middle of that one like castle? Castle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which, Which
2: is actually only like the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah. The rest is uh, like it's more of a Mr. Miyagi story because he has to go back and that's right deal with uh, his dishonorment with his buddy uh, Kato or something Kago Wh- I don't remember his name.
3: Which one's the one with the bush?
2: That's the third one.
3: Okay, uh, I, that's all I remember from that movie. Is like, like he's <laughs> trying to save a bush or something, and he almost falls off a cliff.
2: Yeah, the third one. Um, what The
3: shit is that about?
2: Because I, I tweeted about this on the Facebook page. The villain's house in that movie is the same house as the villain in The Rocketeer, right? And which is a cool house. That movie is even more disturbing because it's mostly around the fact that John Creese and his like, I've, we had his first name, but it's Silver, something Silver. I, these two grown adults, I like hope. their biggest problem is that, like they want revenge on, um, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> He's like 40 year old men. <laughs> Silver plots like this elaborate ruse to get revenge on this college kid, <laughs> like pretending to be his friend and like hiring another karate guy to go try and kick his ass. And then like mm. he'll go and beat him up to prove that he's this Daniel's friend. And it's like, mm. wow, that is a level of vengeance, <laughs> <laughs> undeserving of like this world. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Daniel. Um, wow. But yeah, it's I don't know. There's some, it's also the most simplistic story of the three. But I don't know something about it's just like, I guess I just like the, like the black sheep mm. of the, because they don't even sell on Blu-ray the third one with the yeah, other no? two. Yeah, like it's Weird. separate. Yeah. Um. So yeah, watch those three. You think
1: they'd put it like as like a franchise collection? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Hmm.
2: Like one more movie. Like, yeah. I can understand the next Karate it's, Kid not wait. being in it.
1: The fourth is in it? No. Oh, okay. I thought it was like one, two, and four, not the yeah. third one.
2: Yeah, no. The, the Blu-ray pa- like is one and two. It's like a huh. d- double pack. Um, yeah. And then um, I watched two through four of the three ninjas movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And watching is like a loose term because <laughs> it was on the background. And oof.
1: Isn't it weird when you're a kid and you're like, oh, these are pretty cool. Yeah,
2: when you're a kid, the you, first one's really fun. And
1: then you're watching and this sucks. Yeah,
2: it? they, oh, so bad. Except for the fourth one, High Noon at Mega Mountain, mm-hmm. is shot at Eelich's. So it's fun watching, like, <laughs> it's not in Vesco Field yet. It's Mile High in the
3: background. Yeah, um, it's shot at Old Eelich's? No, it's, it's it a a
2: new Pepsi one, Center, but, but Pepsi yeah. Center's not quite done yet. No, it's, it's weird. Mile High hasn't been demolished yet, and... um
1: yeah, it's like fifteen years old or something. The rides
2: aren't like the Six Flags installations. Mm-hmm. It's that's like pre so six weird. flags. Um, yeah. And that's just like uh The fact that
1: like there's scenes Yeah, it like where... my wife is gonna say something to us. But <laughs> <laughs> <Wait, laughs> she's just like staring.
2: Shut up and go to bed. <laughs> um But the weirdest thing about those movies I think is just the level of glorification of like how much freedom kids think they have? Like, there's whole scenes where they go into places, and then there's like some jerk adult who picks on them, and then the kids actually kick that guy's ass. Like, no <laughs> way! Like one fist punch just would take Dude, the kid there out. there are
1: three ninjas, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Even three of them. Like, there's just like one of them kicks the guy, and he actually flies across the room. I like, don't think you
1: understand they're ninjas. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I guess, whatever. Yeah, and then oh, so. In the third one, they're trying to save like an Wait, Indian, Re- Indian reservation. There's four of them. There's
1: four. Oh, you just said there's four. I can't believe that. Yeah. yeah. What, which one's the mountain? I one? didn't
2: watch the first one because yeah. that's I've watched that mm-hmm. before. But two through three, I don't know. So, or two through four, I don't know. So, anyway, in the third one, they're trying to save a Indian reservation, um, from being a landfill. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> um, <yeah>? But <laughs> they go to this like truck stop uh, restaurant, and they're in this room full of like adults and families or whatever. And there's, like, some hick who starts picking on him. And, like, even one of them has a knife. And he's, like, threatening to kill one of the three ninjas with a knife. And all the adults are just lined up against the back wall, not doing anything except <laughs> the kid's staying out of the way. Yeah, the, the, One of the three ninjas so has So is it.
1: it the same actors throughout? No.
2: Um, I mean, in the second one, I think um, one of them carried over from the first movie. Wow. Because he looked familiar. Um, The (laughs) third one, I think they're all different. And, yeah, I think the fourth one, they're all different. Are they
3: supposed to be the same characters? Yeah. It's Rocky,
2: Tum Tum, and Colt. (laughs) Yeah. That's their ninja names. My friend
1: Brandon fucked a girl named Colt. (laughs) God, (laughs) She's actually kind of cute. And I remember we were working She wasn't when he was done. (laughs) hey (laughs) We were working together, uh, all three of us. And, you know, they broke up. And I remember she came in crying. And, oh my god, I think I remember that. And Brandon said, "Hey, dude, don't make me laugh." today. I'm supposed to pretend I'm upset that I broke up with Colt. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. So I made him laugh anyways because yeah. I'm like, "Dude, fuck you. If you don't like her, it's okay."
2: It's terrible. Wow. Uh, I forgot to say. Yeah, and the second one was their uh grandfather has this dagger that he wanted a competition, he's supposed to pass it on to the next champion of that competition. Uh, but the kids also want to win their baseball championship and it coincides on the same day. <laughs> uh, so they have to like split time. Yeah. Anyway, way too much about three ninjas. <laughs> and I've kind of started obviously because I'm making a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I think I'm going for the, watch all the Jean-Claude nice. Van Damme movies challenge. Wow. That's um, a hell of a one. So like I've already seen death warrant and sudden death and, um, JCVD. Yeah. Um, Not going back to those again. Oh, Street Fighter. Uh, So, where did I get... Oh, yeah, I I bought Double Impact. Mm. Where, also, if you don't know, Jean-Claude has three or four movies where he's played a double of himself.
1: (laughs) Hero (laughs) and villain. You know Um, who you guys want to rewatch too? I think Time Cop was cool, but I can't remember it.
2: uh, That doesn't happen in that, but, yeah, it's... Yeah. um, Double Impact... I just looked it up today. Anyway, take my word for it. There's three or four of them. And Double Impact does. he um, get paid
3: twice? Is that why? <laughs>
2: maybe. Man. Um, he is a pair, one of a pair of twins who was separated at birth, um, in Hong Kong. And one goes to America, and the other one. Yeah, and this is like a really early one, though, right? Yeah, this is like 92. Yeah. Um, it's super long. Um, the two brothers meet up later and they're not the you know they don't really believe that they're brothers, even though they look, they look exactly alike. Um they're skeptical and they have to stop like this drug ring and stuff. Um but I could not follow the plot. It was just like all over like, oh this is happening now and this is happening now and the brothers are fighting with each other and um yeah.
1: So yeah. I really liked Hard Target too. I should watch oh, yeah, ben Hard Target. Band I rewatched that too. I used to have him on VHS and I just remember Hard Target used to be like shattered glass with his like, he was in the shattered glass. It's a John Woo film, if I remember correctly. Are you talking about the poster? Yeah.
2: It's a Arrowhead.
1: Is it Arrowhead? Because I used to have the VHS of it. I had the VHS yeah. of that. It's Death Warrant, Bloodsport. I used to love Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, Bam. I've seen
2: Bloodsport. Because I got Bloodsport and Time Cop on the same Blu-ray. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, Hard Target, the whole premise is that the wealthy New Orleans people are uh, selling homeless people to be hunted. That's right. That's that right. sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah.
1: Um, how many movies is he in is it because is it, you know when I when I picked uh, Jason Statham I could not believe how many movies he's in
2: Um, well in the latter half like past the 90s he's in a lot of straight to DVD stuff mm-hmm. um, that's all a list almost as long as his like 90s stuff oh jeez. I'd say like 20 or 30 movies yeah Um. yeah Uh. what else about Double Impact yeah not much because I was just like what is happening <laughs> in this movie and then uh, I also picked up Replicant, which is a 2001 yeah. Jean-Claude film. And the story is not great, but his acting is really good. Because, hmm. oh, yeah, he plays two characters in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a replicant. Yeah. Um, he plays the villain who's uh, like this long black-haired guy with glasses. And he's just murdering women
4: because
2: hmm. um, that's his MO. But uh, he also plays the replicant, which is a guy they grew in a tube. Um, and he comes out of the That's tube right, completely have feral. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. And like his acting is like,
1: yeah, God, you're just
2: like when he comes That's... out of the tube yeah. and he's in the, the, the cell just kind of learning everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like jumping around. Yeah. Freaking out What's over stuff. What's the
1: climax again? Where does it take place at?
2: Uh, what did happen?
1: I remember a pretty cool action scene. I...
2: There's a lot of like action going on. Michael Rooker's in it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As the hero. Um, it takes a place in like another like, it's like industrial a, boiler. Yeah, thing. yeah.
1: Like and there's lots. Of, I can just remember lots of things like yeah. blowing up.
2: Yeah, he he. After they kill the vil- like oh well, him, uh, he kicks like Michael Rooker out, and then the place blows up or something. Yeah. but he's still okay, and he goes and uh, runs off with the hooker. Yeah, God, <laughs> man. Yeah. Anyone want
1: to watch those movies?
2: Yeah, the story was whatever, but just John Claude just being like this character who doesn't understand the world he's in. He doesn't have like dialogue to express mm-hmm. anything. He's just constantly. It's like it's like an animal. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, I was impressed.
3: Um. Okay, Jean Claude Van Damme has been in fifty four films, which doesn't sound like as many as I would I would think. It's still a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. But let's see if you can figure this out. In what nineteen eighty four film is Jean Claude Van Damme credited as spectator in first dance sequence? Breaking,
1: breaking. <laughs> There's a Jean Claude Van Damme fan for you. I've
2: been studying. <laughs> um, do you know uh, what movie he was supposed to play a villain and then didn't?
4: The Predator from 1987. <laughs> yeah. You oh, had, well,
2: oh, Predator. I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I will continue on my Jean Claude. Cool.
1: Glad I got someone else on board. Yeah.
2: Like I said, I've already watched a bunch of them anyway, but so it's not. <laughs> yeah, much.
1: I've seen so many Tom Cruise movies, but I'm kinda gonna rediscover them, you know. I really want
2: to see Welcome to the Jungle, which came out last year because in the trailer he gets mauled by a tiger. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Oh yeah, shit. But
2: Netflix won't carry it. Dicks. Yeah. Oh, they just started carrying Swelter, which is like the newest thing he got. And then the uh oh my notes. The last thing I saw was we were invited last Tuesday to go see a movie called The Frame yeah. by Denver Filmmakers, and we didn't make that screening, but I went to the actual uh, audience screening uh, open to the public cool. on Friday, and uh, it's a, they had a Q&A afterwards, and so they said the movie cost about $350,000 to make, and it looks like way more than that. Um, the story, I was a little lost with it early on, but... Um, there's like tons of crazy visual effects in it. And um, it basically there's like all these themes of like what God is and stuff. Uh, But the main premise is that there's like these two characters going on their own paths, whatever. And then when they come home, they start watching the TV and um, at a certain point they can see each other through the transmission. Uh, So they think, so the one character is watching this show about like thieves and cops, and that's that's actually that guy's life story oh, he's living. And in his story, he's watching the show about a um, EMT. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I forget what triggers it, but they realize like the show isn't continuing; like it's just someone sitting on a couch watching each other. Hmm. And so they're like, you know, hand up, like playing, like what's going on. Uh, how can you see me and then um like them watching each other's stories play out um you find out like there's this overriding force writing what's going on and then they eventually get to that force and are able to change each other's stories and -hmm. influence what's going on um it's pretty out there Mm -hmm. and then uh later in the movie um there's this uh, effect that happens um, where the frame of the movie, like when the camera moves, like if the camera pans left to right, it will push them across the scene, or like lift them up into the air, be just because the camera tilts up. Yeah. So they'll just be doing whatever they want, and then all of a sudden, like they're pushed in the air, like they're you know, like don't know what to see, yeah. what to do, um, and they're like rolling around within this, you know, rectangle. It's Hmm. Pretty, pretty interesting concept, um, but uh, I invited them to be on the show, so cool. hopefully we'll set up that interview.
4: Neat, nice.
2: Um, yeah, that right. Cool. Right now they're doing like little private screenings in LA and Denver here, and a uh, couple weeks they'll actually do like their nationwide release.
3: Cool. Yeah, that sounds neat.
2: So check that out if you can. I think it's still playing at the C Film Center. So, awesome. That's it for me.
3: Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't have much <coughs> either. I've worked a lot this week, but the two quick things: one, I I f- finished the new girl, and my review remains the same. That show yeah. is Zoe Deschanel is cute. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she is. Um,
2: She's all fun
3: and
1: quirky. And those the, <laughs> ca-
3: the characters in that show are en- enjoyable
1: and entertaining. Your your buddy coach, I think, may- comes back. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because his other show got canceled. And, uh, yep. Yep. And he's you know. Whatever. See, I listened to the episodes while you guys were, when I wasn't on. Um, Yeah, I I enjoyed
3: it. It's not much, but anyway. Um, And then the only thing I want to talk about is uh, today I started uh, delving into the, this is not a movie or TV show, but I don't give a shit. Um, This American Life recently spun off a a sequel podcast uh, called Serial, where instead of like doing a bunch of little anecdotal stories each week uh, about a certain theme. Um, They're telling like a 12 part long story. So each week is like a section of basically this, this like court case that they're trying to unravel and figure out whether or not it's, whether or not it was correct or or not. So basically there was in, in 1998 uh, a young woman who was, I think 18 years old was, was strangled to death in her car and then, buried, Um, and within the next year, her ex-boyfriend ends up getting convicted, and for the past 15 years, he's been in jail. Um, And uh, basically, I think it's Nancy Updike. I'm pretty sure it's Nancy Updike. Um, But uh, the This American Life staff are going through and breaking up that story and trying to figure out whether or not there was actually enough evidence to convict him and whether or not he's actually guilty, Um, which... Very quickly on, you get the sense that that there is a good chance he's not. Um, you know, they, they try really hard, especially sometimes when they start to uh, really make you feel like, okay, this is evidence that proves he's not guilty. They'll cut in and be like, look, we want to make sure we're trying... You understand we're not trying to be biased. Like, we want to make sure that, you know that, this, that the, it could also be this other way. And so they, they try to show both sides of it as they're moving forward. Um, but it's really, really fascinating and really well-developed. Um, so the very first episode is called Alibi. It's about an hour long. Um, and it's just about the fact that he didn't have an alibi during his original case, but he kind of did, but nobody ever entered it into the original court case. And then by the time they confirm the alibi at this point in the story they've already tried to um uh what's it called when they like go back to a case and try to reopen the 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 judgment, you know, uh, uh examine No, know. not it starts with an a. Anyway, um appeal? Appeal. They've already done an appeal for that idea that like that that alibi wasn't entered into the case, and so there's nothing they can do with it. So like now there is this woman who's saying like, "Yeah, no, I saw him at the time he was supposed to be murdering this woman, but like" legally, they can't use that evidence for anything.
4: Hmm.
3: Um, And so that's, like, the first thing. And you hear her side of it. Like, you hear the interview with this woman, uh, and it's the actual, like, audio from that time, um, or from that interview, and it's just fascinating. And she throws out these details, and then they go back and they confirm it, and she'll say, like, you know, I think I remember that, like, you know, the next day that it it snowed quite a bit, and, and sure enough, like, they go back, and they go, like, oh, yeah school was closed for the next three days because it was like this horrible ice storm the day after this woman was went missing. Um, so sure enough, like this woman's memory from 15 years ago is actually sharp enough that unless she was like doing research just to get famous for the show or whatever, which, which they did, they hadn't told anybody they were doing this. So there's no real evidence for her reason for her to do that. Like, um, there's just these really fascinating little clues along the way. And it's, it's built in a way that feels very much while you're listening to it like a like a West Memphis Three or West of mm-hmm. Memphis kind of story um, where you're you're starting to feel like even if even if he did do it there probably wasn't actually enough evidence to convict him. Hmm. Um, I'm only a couple of episodes in, but it's really fascinating and totally worth listening to uh, if you're somebody who has any kind of a commute, you know. I would go ahead and download it. it they're only five episodes in, um, and I'm I'm only about halfway through them right now, so I'm not fully caught up. But uh, the little preview they did at the end of the first episode sounds really cool, and there's definitely some some more stuff coming down down the pipe. So um, I think it's worth checking out. It's weird to talk about because I'm talking about it like it's a fascinating TV show, and it's like these people's actual lives. Um, but just the way you know, there's an actual art to the way you. Sort of tell that story, uh, and I think they're doing a really great job with it. So,
2: this is New Girl? girl?
3: No, (laughs) no, you (laughs) were. No, not at all. Anyway,
1: so that's what I saw this week. Unspool the real news.
4: It's real news!
3: So, the biggest thing of the week, well, let's just have like a Marvel happy fun time. Yeah. Um, we got to see the trailer
1: for Avengers 2 Age of Ultron. Yeah, and it's pretty wicked. <laughs> yeah, dude. It has a the uh, shiny gloss of Avengers has been kind of stripped away. Like, the colors in it are very yeah muted, mm-hmm. and the Avengers look downtrodden. Um, yeah. I mean, it could just be a ruse, because if I know a thing about Joss Whedon, he's still, like, a snappy... Oh, yeah. But he is also really good at writing depressing stuff. Yeah. If you ever want to know, watch the episode of Buffy called The Body. And
3: uh, <laughs> Well, first, watch the episode right before it first. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool to see, like, the Hulk and the Hulkbuster fighting, and Ultron sounds awesome. Like, the the, the speech that they use for that trailer is pretty
1: cool. Yeah. Um, and, too, you know, Thor drops his hammer. Yeah. Oh, man. And the cap shield is broken.
3: Man, it's is this the last go time. for these
1: Avengers? Maybe. maybe, maybe, maybe none of these people get to fight Thanos. Well, we know Tony Stark is coming. Well, uh, yeah, we know he's coming back for Tony one more. Tony Stark, yeah,
3: Tony Stark's gonna be in Cap Three. So, yeah,
1: um,
3: somebody's gonna survive this movie. Spoilers: Ultron doesn't win. What?
1: Oh, it'd be sweet if he did. You know, actually, one of my favorite shots in it is. They show, like, a close-up of Ultron's hand as it's, like, being formed. Yeah. And then the next one, he's, like, a busted-up Iron Man. Yeah. And then the reveal
0: at the end. That shot's really cool. Yeah, like walk. He,
1: like,
3: you know, stumbles out of that room. Yeah, and he, like, picks up the other one and crushes its (laughs) head. And you're like, holy shit.
1: Um, Yeah, it looks pretty badass.
4: Uh,
1: But there's still so much we have to see. Like, they didn't have the vision in the trailer, so there's still haven't seen The Vision. Is that movie going to be three hours long? I hope so. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I, four would be fine. <laughs> uh, maybe an
3: intermission, give it like eight hours long. Like, that'd be great. Um, while we're on the Marvel kick, uh, we've got a vision of Mockingj- or Mockingbird. Sorry. Oh, my God. That fucking Hunger Games bullshit. <laughs> Mockingbird is going to be in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like yeah, it we saw it. It's Adrian Pilecki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in the movie we saw today, and I don't know. She looks like an agent of Shield from the Agents of Shield show, mm-hmm. uh, but still cool that they, you know, the the criticism that I I had last season was that they don't they hadn't tied that show into the rest of the Marvel universe as well as they mm-hmm. they could. So it's cool to start seeing them not just get those characters in there, but cast them with with you know more well known actors yeah. that hopefully can can have a little bit of staying power and show up more often and, you know, do the kind of thing that like, um oh man, how about your mother? What's her name? Um wow. Shit it's late. Kobe Smolders. Kobe Smolders. Yeah. The fact that she shows up you know from time to time in that mm-hmm. show is really cool. Um so yeah. That'll be neat. It makes me want to watch that show again this yeah. next season. Uh the the battle sequence in The Hobbit, the next Hobbit movie, 45 minutes long, so I can already hear you guys groaning about that. Yeah, sounds um, good
1: to me. <laughs> hey, man, I love that battle scene in uh, in the Return of the King at the end. It's yeah, amazing. It's pretty great. Uh,
3: and then, just because I want to talk about this and beat this to death as long as I can, um, there there are rumors, ooh, that Jesse Eisenberg's going to return as Lex Luthor in the Suicide Squad movie, which... I also don't give a shit about because it doesn't have any of the characters anyone gives a shit about in Suicide Squad. So that'll be that'll be great.
1: Good for him, you know, founding Facebook and then going on to Play be Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor, yeah.
3: I hope I hope that. Wow, I'm sorry, but I kind of hope that Batman and Superman fail so hard they don't do any of that garbage.
1: <laughs> it won't. It's going to be the biggest movie, probably. <sighs> easily of the summer, and it's going to have the biggest opening ever. I guarantee it, dude. It's cool seeing those two characters fight. Mm. You're telling me you don't want to see those characters fight? I, I don't know. I guess I do. You do?
3: Yeah, I, I do. But I want to see them talk to each other more than I want to see them to fight. Like I like those character characters arguing with each other more than I like them fighting. Because Superman, I, a I, I honestly
1: want to see. Batman, like, you know, like in Bloodsport, where they stick their hands in uh, different things to put on their fist to punch them with. Yes, I want to see Batman do that with kryptonite and punch the shit out of Superman. That'd Hell be awesome. Yeah. That would be really cool.
3: <laughs> I want to see, see. I want to see Batman like get a gun and shoot a whole bunch of Supermans like Keanu Reeves did in that movie <laughs> we seen. Yeah,
1: this week we went and saw John Wick. Um, wide, you know, they're shooting widescreen. James, should people go see John Wick? Um,
3: yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you need to go in with the expectation that this is like a, a taken movie. Um, I'll, I'll say that I, this movie for me is, uh, it's it's better than the sum of its parts. So it's, and it's it's pretty fun, for sure. The action's cool. Um, but But don't have real high expectations, I would say.
1: I actually think this movie is pretty badass, Uh, the action scenes were great the in-between stuff where they actually had to have Keanu Reeves act were not so good it reminded me a lot of Point Break where the action (laughs) scenes were pretty cool and then you have to deal with Keanu Reeves acting. Point Break is awesome, shake your mouth Uh,
4: It's a surfboard, sir (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, it's great Uh, Uh, But yeah, here's a trailer for uh, John Wick
0: I'm up I'm up
5: Nice ride. Thanks. How much?
4: Excuse me. How much for the car?
0: She's not for sale.
4: Good day, sir. Daisy.
0: You got out once.
5: You dip so much as a pinky back into this pond, you may find something reaching out
0: to pull you back in. It's personal. Did you get that car? What does it matter? It's not what you did, son.
5: It's who you did it to.
0: The nobody. But nobody. <laughs> No, i just sorting some stuff out. Task a crew. How many? As many as you have.
5: Hey, Josh. I thought I let myself in. Everybody hit the ball and roll it back. That's
0: what I call it. People keep asking if I'm back. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back.
5: That's where
4: not afraid of John Wick. Uh-huh.
0: How good's your laundry? No one's that good. I thought not.
1: In the movie, uh-huh. Keanu Reeves plays an ex-hitman who gets out of the game and falls in love with a lady, marries her, and she passes away from, I'm guessing, some sort of form of cancer or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And her last gift to him was she sent him a little doggy, Like post-mortar, like from the grave, she sends him a puppy. Yeah, so he thinks of as you know, he's emotionally distraught, but he looks at it as a sign that, oh, you know, even though my wife has passed on, this is my hope, this is my chance at redemption, and, you know, I don't have to go back to that. But then the Russians show up. He runs into the Russians at a gas at station. a gas station, and, and by they, a happenstance, they want to steal his car.
3: Yeah, they really want to buy his car, and he's like, "Meh." Nah.
1: And they kill his. So dog. they so
3: they come to his house and kill his dog.
1: Yeah, which is brutal. <laughs> yeah, off screen, of course. Off screen. Well, you, you don't want to see. It. Yeah, it really, I didn't want to. Yeah. yeah, nobody wants to see. And that. then the next shot is a bloody like trail leading next to Count of Reeves because a doggy went to get to Keanu, and, you know, he was knocked out, so the doggy died. Is that what I was supposed to think? Yeah. Oh, I thought that Keanu went to the dog, because the dog's laying in, like, the same position as, like, when it gets
3: beat or whatever.
1: But no. Anyway. Uh, uh, so he, then he makes a vow that they killed his dog, so he's going to go kill all the guys that killed his dog. Right. And he... Okay, the thing is, Keanu Reeves in action scenes is pretty good. Yeah, so so this movie,
3: like, the reason I say it's better than some of its parts is that this plot is stupid as shit. Mm-hmm. This script is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the action scenes are basically things that you've seen before. Like they're badass, but I don't necessarily think that they. I don't, do know, I
1: don't think they do anything special. There's the parts saying. where he's like parawetting and like shooting dudes in the head and stuff, and yeah, breaking yeah. their arms. And it's yeah, no, I mean it's
3: <laughs> cool. I'm just saying, like, the, the, what's good about this movie and the reason this movie works is that. All of that stuff, even though it is either lackluster or something you've seen before, the way it's assembled actually makes it kind of work and kind of fun.
1: Yeah, you know, as funny as I was thinking because there's this underground world of all these hitmen that. That's they, when it gets weird. It gets weird. And they collect, like, awesome. Mario coins. Yeah. Like, it, it's, everything it's like you, do, you, you get, game. like, a Mario coin. And you <laughs> trade in these Mario coins for. <laughs> Brad was literally falling asleep, and then you said Mario coins, and he was like, what the shit? Yeah, and you, like,. You you trade these Mario coins in for, like, goods and services. It It's a lot like, it reminded me a lot of Looper, but in a much sillier way. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It, so, you know, Keanu Reeves kills 12 dudes, and he calls in a dinner reservation for 12, and then this guy shows up to clean up his mess, and he gives him, like, 12 Mario coins. Yeah. And they clean up all the dead bodies, clean up his house, and...
3: Yeah. And then he goes to this He goes to this hotel. So I, I got to think this movie is like based on a comic book or something. Because it just like that world building mm-hmm. like we're talking about feels like what you would get in like Losers or Red or like something, yeah. you know, um, or Constantine. Um, so he goes to like this hotel. And this hotel is this hotel where assassins stay and they're safe. Like they're not supposed to do business on the hotel grounds. And did
1: you know Ian McShane was in this movie? Did,
3: nope. Nope. Did you know John Leguizamo like was in this movie? Nope. He just showed up. <laughs>
1: yep. Yep. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, there's all this, like, weird world stuff. And then there's, like, this uh, – Willem Dafoe is in the movie as well. Oh, he was, yeah. And there's all these other, like, assassins who, you know, at first you're like, oh, they're all going to get assigned to kill him. and But it turns out, like, some of them want to kill him and some of them want to help. And then, like, some of them want to kill him and then they get in trouble. And the ones who want to help, help, like, fight them – and it's
1: weird. Like, it's not a straight and, revenge film, really. And there's weird uh, uh, subtitles when they're speaking Russian. Which it, are sometimes really cool. Yeah, and it highlights certain words. And so I was like thinking to myself, I said, are they highlighting words? So when you read a, those highlighted words, it says something? And it never did. Um, I think I was yeah. looking too much into it. And So then they, like... But I love that the Russians are the bad guys. You know, it felt very oh, Cold yeah. War-ish.
3: Oh, God. That's, that's what I'm saying. Is like the actual script of this movie is pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, right? I know like, it is. Like the villains are are, are Russian mafia guys. Um, there's this whole thing about like, they called him the boogeyman. And then like, no, he's who you
1: when you need to kill the boogeyman, he's the person you call. And, and the whole time he said, shouldn't his name be like Boogeyman Killer then? Or? <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then there's this horrible sequence, like where I wanted to throw shit at the at the screen, where he's John Wick has basically killed armies of Russian mafia guys, and they fucking hit him with a car. He's knocked un, knocked unconscious. They tie him to a chair. And then they just leave him tied to the chair with two dudes. It's very Bond villainy. Who try, Oh my god! In the worst way. No, and I thought the same thing he gets too. Out of it. I'm like, why don't they kill him? it yeah. doesn't make
1: any sense why so he's still
3: alive. Later, later, when John Wick finally kills this dude's son, um, that 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 Russian guy is so pissed at him, like, you. Oh, you know, he's, he's pissed at the other guy who was helping John Wick because he's like, if you hadn't helped or if you'd killed John Wick earlier, then my son would still be alive. If you'd killed John Wick earlier, motherfucker, then then your <laughs> son would still be alive. Like, you had him tied to a chair. Yeah. And you were pissed at him. How come you just left the room? Like, dude, I got a movie to see. Like, I got 20 <laughs> minutes to get to the theater.
1: I ain't got time for you, John Wick. And then, and then of course, we get to the climax where there's, like, lightning going every time. The he's... weirdest lightning. It is. I was really excited
3: about, like, you know, nobody uses lightning in a Like, is this going to be, like, a... The burly brawl from Matrix, where it's gonna rain mm-hmm. and there's gonna be this crazy lightning, and he's gonna like slow mo punch this Russian dude. But it was the weird. It was weird. Lightning. It
1: was like a mix of Lethal Weapon. When I saw, it, I was like, oh, it's like Lethal Weapon because it's pouring rain yes. and two dudes are just gonna fight. Him. And I was thinking the whole time, oh, there's not gonna be any music, and it's gonna be right. like you know Mel Gibson fighting that one guy. And, I was totally thinking about and, and Danny Glover's weapon. back there saying, let him, let him work it out, let him work it out. But. It
3: wasn't. I was thinking about Lethal Weapon in a very different context, which was that, like, when it comes to really great action movies that did something cool and end up getting remembered for it, you know, yeah, this is not uh, among the pedigree of your Lethal Weapon, (laughs) your Born Identity, your Rambo, like, this isn't, this is, this is cool, the way that Street Kings was cool. But this is also probably cool the way that, like, 98% of this audience doesn't remember the movie Street King, Kings came out.
1: Yeah. It, to me, too, though, what I do like about it, too, is it went for the R rating. It didn't try to totally. sugarcoat stuff. You know, it's a brutal world. There's some cool... I actually thought the scene where he's in, like, the club where yeah. he's chasing that dude through the dance floor and he's, like, killing people to the beat of the music was really sweet. Yes. Um, yeah.
3: And this, the CG blood in this movie is really good. It is. Because, um, it, like, it's... It's those puffs of smoke of yeah. like blood smoke after you shoot somebody in the head. They are just like
1: oh, and it's it, it's, it's just really cool. It double taps people. And really here's the well. thing: is I don't. My, my problem with Keanu Reeves is just like Point Break. I don't know if it's him or it's the really stilted dialogue, you know, where he's talking about they killed my dog. Yeah, and yeah. you know, it's just the dialogue is clunky. Yeah. And so i don't know if it's him or the dialogue because in movies like the gift he's really good in mm-hmm. and even the Matrix, I think he's really good in totally um, oh, yeah. so i I think the scripts sometimes let him down, yeah Because uh, he's he's good enough to i mean action wise he's still a pretty good actor
3: yeah oh yeah no he's he's good at that part of it and and I think the you know the fact that he's got sort of that kung fu training yeah you know, it really helps him i mean he um, he can move well yeah like the 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 action in this movie is fairly unique to some degree just because he's sort of doing like kung fu while shooting. It reminded me a lot of Equilibrium, right? With the mm-hmm. gun kata bullshit. Yeah. You know, that's what it felt like. Um, which is cool. Um, but yeah, like some of it, like it's really good that it's a character that doesn't speak very often. Yeah. Because when the character's got dialogue, it's usually not very good. Yeah. You know? Even when he's talking to the dog, it just kind of felt like. It mm, felt forced. That's yeah. what I mean,
1: like stilted. It's really forced. Yeah. And it's just cool if he doesn't say anything. Like the part where the Russian guy was explaining who he was was cool cuz it's, you know, it's he's in slow motion and he's busting up his floor to take yeah, out his that Mario was cool. coins. Yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. He's got a he's got to break up the box, the yeah. big question mark box. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what's in it. Yeah. So it's a big question mark floor, and he's got to break it open so he can get his Mario coins.
1: Yeah, and like that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, this when he's the like, he's the guy that the boogie you send to kill the boogeyman. Stupid. Not cool. But when he's talking about that, he was a hitman, and that yeah. he tried to get out. I mean, oh, that's cool. And... Well, and so that's the thing is that like a, a lesser movie would have
3: sort of introduced or hinted at some of that hitman bullshit earlier on like i didn't know going into this that he like this is one of those i used to be a hitman and i got out of the game things right i just knew like he was gonna be out for revenge but whatever um so they bury the lead on that really well um and then they bury the lead on the that whole like underground assassin universe really well so unlike a movie like red where they would sort of Explain to you all of the rules of this underground world. Yeah, like with like, a wink. It's like, hey, yeah, exactly. They don't do any of that. No. Right? All it, they have You just is have like, to accept it. Yeah, like they just, you know, Ian McShane will say things like, well, you know, th- there's there are rules against that
4: kind
1: of thing here. Yeah, and then here's like, a really oh, sweet Dodge Charger for Yeah, or you know, like almost or like, being killed.
3: I thought of it near the end because Ian McShane has this line where he says, like, yeah, we live by a code. And I'm like, man, a lesser movie would have beat me to death with mm-hmm. either we live by a code or this is the code. Like, the code is you never kill another assassin. And one assassin can only kill another. <laughs> assa- like,
1: But I think it's, too, it's the actor. Because Ian McShane, when he says stuff, holds always so much weight. I don't know. Yeah. He's one of those guys when he talks, I just believe everything he says. Yeah. Like Tom Cruise. Yeah. So <laughs> I think you should go see John Wick. Uh, yeah. No.
3: I think I, it's I, fun. I do too. Like I said, like I think it's a really fun movie. Um it's some of the best, like R rated action I think I've seen most of the year. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, but at the same time, I feel like I've been sort of desperate for that. Like, I, I just, yeah. the bar is just
1: it's a lot really been low, a big drought. Um, so, yeah, I think it's definitely worth checking out. I am interested to see Expendables unrated cut because three because when I was watching that one, it seemed like it was really cutty mm-hmm. when they were shooting people. Yeah, um, to get a PG thirteen rating. Yeah, probably. And I think actually it hurt that movie. I'm sure it did. Because I'd rather see rated R. Most
3: of what was good about the x movie was that they were R. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, So next week we're seeing Ouija. Nope. Yeah, we are. I want to see Ouija board. No. Okay, I guess we'll see Birdman next week. Okay, yeah, all right. I think Brad's seeing that tomorrow. Yeah. You're seeing Birdman tomorrow? Where's it playing tomorrow, Brad?
2: Uh, It's playing at the Esquire Esquire tomorrow.
1: Really? I looked for it all week long. I couldn't find it anywhere.
2: Uh, well, it just opened t- today,
1: so... No, I know. I looked today. I didn't see it playing anywhere, though.
2: Oh, no, I'll look it up right now.
1: Huh. No, it's okay. It's the end of the show. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, so, yeah, next week we'll see Birdman. Yeah, next week we're seeing Birdman, so... Or Ouija. Or Ouija. Nope. No, no. Wait. You're not seeing, um...
4: Oh, shoot. What is it? Nightcrawler?
3: No, yeah, Nightcrawler is the other thing for next is week. Is it? Mm. Yeah. Which we're not cool. seeing. Cool, well... I, I mean, I really want to see Nightcrawler, a, but... Guess. Mm. No, no, that's cool. fine. What yeah, do? what are you going to do? I'm going to go see men, women, and children.
1: <laughs> Great. Brad, okay. Raised yeah. one eyebrow. And doesn't look like he's impressed with that one.
2: Well, I saw the trailer where like they're texting on screen. I was like, this seems okay. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I just see that thing done, done a lot. But well, well, you Jason have to remember Reitman.
1: that James would suck Jason Reitman's dick. So Jason You Reitman. would?
3: Not literally. Yeah, he would. No. He would. no. Just give it to
2: me.
3: <laughs> Damn, yeah, that show. t-shirt
2: says, I would suck Jason right in his <laughs> dick. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: With like
2: a little lobster at the bottom.
1: I had that specially made, sir. What is that thing you got Why over a there? lobster? What thing? That white... Oh, like, this is oh, a yeah, baby monitor that has a video oh. on it.
3: Oh, I thought it was like a really, really cheap Game Boy that a
1: medical thing going on? Where, like, oh, no. Yeah.
4: yeah it's this is it's monitoring it's my heart. Yeah.
1: It's <laughs> what happened, buddy? It's, it's been black.
4: <laughs> it
3: gets slower than... If it gets slower than like 35 beats per minute, this whole bus is going to
0: explode. I really like that dog. And I'm starting to think, yeah, I'm back.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. He's got weird teeth. Yeah. And weird deliveries. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even. RealNerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.
5: When you
2: brush with new Tooth Tunes, it's all in your head. The toothbrush that pumps two minutes of your favorite music directly through your teeth, straight to your head. Featuring some of today's hottest songs. You can check them out at ToothTunes.com. When brushing sounds this good, kids keep on rocking.
1: Let's see you do it. I am in the FBI, Brody. My surfboard. It's a surfboard, sir. That movie? Ah! (laughs) No, stop it. Movies. You know what movies great with Patrick Swayze? He's Roadhouse. He rips out dude's throats in it. And then he drags his like dead body into the water and he's he says, Dalton, fuck you! or whatever the bad guy's name is, I forget. I think Dalton's his character's name in it. But hey, three rules, guys. When... Be nice. <laughs> What's the other one? You have to watch it. That. that was one of the movies I watched when, you know, I was on paternity leave. Yeah. And that I've watched once again because it was so awesome. Like, there's lots of nudity in it and lots of, like, gratuitous violence.
3: Yeah, but but, but at the end, when Swayze's like, just let me go out there, man. And, and Keanu lets him go out, even though he knows that the weather's so bad that Swayze's probably not coming back. But he's like, you know what? This is what I owe you. Cause and we were, Keanu like, throws brothers. his
1: badge in the water. Yeah. I tracked you to Morocco. I followed you to Japan. And somehow I knew you'd be here. Yeah. I'm tin this wave, man. <laughs> Maybe you should have a Patrick Swayze marathon. I mean, how many movies is he in? I don't know, like four. Yeah, he died. He's always really nice, though. Like, I think he's really charismatic in his movies. Yeah? No, he did seem nice, yeah. I, he, I've never seen Ghost. No? Yeah, it's all right. All right. I like Whoopi Goldberg. I found out... Oh, I was watching some Shout Factory. Oh, the, remember that movie I was telling you, The Visiting Hours, with uh, William Shatner in it? Sure. Uh, and it's like this cheesy 80s horror movie The guy who produced and wrote that wrote Ghost So, you know, you never know where your career is going to lead you Nope <laughs> Oh, my
4: love, my darling
1: That's Unchained Melody at the Righteous Brothers Are you just trying to extend the show? Yeah, I'm just talking
3: okay. Oh yeah, I'm just going to put this out of the credits I yeah, know you great.
2: love to do post-credits stuff I do Yeah How long is this episode anyway?
3: Well, it's like two hours no, it's not. Sorry, throw, throw Sorry. a rip. We've only done twenty-one minutes since the whole since the since the audio went to shit. Which then it did again. So I'm just going to delete all of one track. So fuck. So for those of you, so you still just I just
1: wasted my Patrick Swayze on
0: nothing. Oh no 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 Dude, no, no. Do you know he
1: in Roadhouse he like does yoga in, in the nude, and then this girl he's fucking like comes out naked and like goes on the balcony with him and they're all hugging naked, and the bad guy who lives across the lake is spying on him, so that pisses the bad guy off more.
3: The the bad guy Roadhouse is spying on like the the bad guy's pissed because he's spying. No, because
1: he's in love with a doctor. His name is Doc. It's really weird. He's in love with a doctor? Mm-hmm. The doctor that the doctor shows up man. Patrick Swayze. And yeah. Patrick Swayze carries his medical file around with him because he's been hurt in so many bar fights because being a bouncer is really cool. <laughs> and um and he yeah. says things like pain don't hurt. <sighs> wow And you can pick up Roadhouse for five ninety nine at Best Buy And it has a limited edition cover on it <laughs> Of the double deuce That's the bar that Patrick Spacey S- 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 turns around Is
3: there a, is there a steelbook edition of Roadhouse
4: yet?
1: Uh, if there is I would have bought it <laughs> The only thing like- it, it sucks. There's no bonus features though It just has the trailer Which the trailer's pretty awesome
4: Because
1: mm. he tells the three rules again And then he kicks a bunch of dudes' butts Like wrestling legend Terry Funk? What
3: what is the actual plot of Roadhouse beyond, like, he stands at a door and makes sure that people don't
1: get too drunk? Uh, That's the plot. Okay, so at the beginning, Patrick Swayze is in this really, like, fancy nightclub, and he's the bouncer, and he kicks these guys' ass. And then a guy who bought a rundown bar needs Patrick Swayze's help, and he has to pay Patrick Swayze a lot of money to do it. And so for the first two nights... If he has a lot of money to pay Patrick Swayze, why didn't he buy a less rundown bar? Because he's going to build it up, dude. And so Patrick Swayze goes to this town that's run by this, like, evil gangster guy. And so for the first couple shifts, Patrick Swayze just sits there and watches. But everybody knows who he is because he's the world's best bouncer. His name is Dalton. He's the world's best. Yeah. He's the world-renowned. And he he notices things like uh, the, the waitresses doing drugs and the bartender stealing liquor. And guess what? Those guys are fired. And when they try to start shit, Patrick Swayze kicks their ass. What what else you didn't know about this movie that you don't want to watch it, guys? What what? So, so, uh, 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 Just borrow no. it, dude. Watch it. It's awesome. I'm confused. He literally has a fatality, and then at the end, when because he cause he, he, ha- he has a
3: fatality, yeah, like, like, he, he, like, rips like he rips out rips that out dude's like...
1: throat and he's like, "Fuck you!" And then he goes to that other guy's house, uh, the bad guy's house, and he kicks over a big polar bear on a dude. And then he's, he jumps up on a guy, and he's about to rip his throat out, but then he remembers the girl that he's fucking doesn't like that he, when he rips throats out. So he has this, like, really... <laughs> she th- said that? Like she yeah. Like, Is Patrick huh. Swayze
2: MacGruber in this? Yeah,
1: exactly. That's where McGruber got it from. So he's like, he, he has his arm up and his arm shaking. Is he going to do the fatality or not? And he doesn't. And then all the other dudes from the town show up, and they shoot that guy, like, 700 times. Sweet.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Does this movie know it's dumb as shit?
1: Yeah, dude. That's why it's awesome. It's like the most over-the-top 80s action movie you'll ever see. Holy shit. I'm telling you, you have to watch it. It's awesome. All right. All right. I'm going to have to borrow Roadhouse. You will. And you'll be like, you know what, Ryan? You're right. You're right. Your explanation of this movie is amazing.
3: You're right. He did pull that guy's throat out.
1: Yeah. Rule number one, be nice. What's Sam Elliott doing the whole time? Uh, he's uh, he's Patrick Swayze's mentor, mm. who's a bouncer so at a strip club. So you just see a bunch of naked chicks when he talks to him on the phone. <laughs> he's he's like the
3: pie may of ripping throats.
1: Yeah. So you know because when Sam Elliott talks, you listen because he has that really cool gravel yeah, voice. Right. 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 Um, so yeah, and then Patrick Swayze calls in him to help. Oh, dude! Did they rip throats together? No, that'd be awesome if they did, though. Oh. They break arms though, or like they they could like.
3: Do a crazy, you know, uh, by our powers combined thing, It'd be and sweet. then they could like birth throat rip man who can like fly and like make your throats pop out with his eyes. They just tag just team at it, at like
2: one takes the front, one takes the back, one rips out the throat one rips out the spine <laughs> together. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Yeah. Shreds a guy in half, yeah.
1: <laughs> Roadhouse 2, maybe. I think yeah. there is a Roadhouse 2. Roadhouser. <laughs> oh, there's, it's to- not, there's but, totally a red it's too. But it's yeah. not with Patrick Swayze. No, and I think it's yeah. like PG. The comfort,
3: or something. The, yeah, well, yeah, but the cover's got like a like a scantily clad woman in jean shorts. Mm. I remember because I think it came out when I was working at Blockbuster. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's no Sam Elliott talking to Patrick Swayze on the phone with a bunch of big tittied girls in the background. How much nudity is in the movie? There's tons. <laughs> there's shit. like a part where the girls like get up on stage at this the bar that Patrick Swayze is supposed to fix, uh-huh. and they just start taking their tops off. And then Patrick Swayze pulls her off stage and says, put on your clothes, you look horrible. And he calls her a It's pretty funny. Does he actually say horrible? Uh, No. That's that's my interpretation of it. I don't remember. I'm going to watch a movie like six more times, guys, and I'll start being able to remember things more than just pain don't hurt. Pain
3: Pain don't hurt. Oh my god. Alright,
1: I gotta go home. Also, don't fight in the bar. That's one of the rules, too. I don't remember what the third one is. (laughs) But Patrick Swayze's always fighting in the bar. It's weird. (laughs) He doesn't follow his own rules. He doesn't
4: doesn't
3: bring people out of the bar before he fights them? No, he does. But
1: if they get out of hand, don't mess with them, dude. He will fight them. Don't mess with Swayze. Yeah.
3: Why do people even go, like, why would you pick a fight in a bar? Why don't you just go drink? And, like,
1: and like, And see, here's the thing. At this double deuce bar, the band plays, and they have all this chicken wire around them. And there's people throwing beer bottles at them. I bet if the chicken wire wasn't there, they wouldn't throw beer bottles at them. I think the chicken wire is just encouraging them to throw beer bottles.
3: This movie sounds hard in the
5: paint. Dude, it's great.
4: Uh,
1: hi, uh, I'm, I'm... I'm Real Nerd. I, I mean, I'm Ryan from Real Nerds, and uh, I'm with the greatest comic book... The, I'm with the greatest actor of all time, Mr. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, first question, um, Mr. Downey Jr., uh, when I asked you to do this interview, what, what did you think?
5: I was surprised and delighted.
1: Really? Wow, thank you. Okay, so, I mean, obviously you're here because you saw the first episode of our pod show, and what was your first impression when you saw it?
5: Uh, it's dramatic, and it's, um, it's, it's pretty deep and, and dark at some points.
1: Really? Really? Wow, thanks.
5: That's probably one of the things I'm most excited about, um, you know, without giving it away.
1: Okay, now this is the most important question that I'm gonna ask you. What did you think of my performance?
5: It was, uh, it was uh, a waste of talent. Get out. I think he'll probably wind up with some of the most touching and definitely the most uh, entertaining moments in the story.
1: So it was a little racy. Were you creeped out by the content in the pod show?
5: Uh, well, to me, it's the perfect balance of not too far and not, not far enough.
1: Another question for you, sir. Would this pod show be successful without me in it?
5: I think part of what really made it work was uh, it was tangible, you know.
1: Okay, a follow-up to that. What's the greatest thing about me?
5: He's a great American national treasure.
1: <laughs> really? <sighs> My heart.
5: I guess that's saying a lot.
1: I can't help but feel this chemistry between us. If I asked you to spend a day with me, would you?
5: What's in it for me?
1: Uh, I don't know. We could um, maybe meet up and, and go to a bar and then maybe... At
5: Neptune's Net. And it's a biker bar.
1: Wow. I love that idea. Well, it's good night and good luck for me. I guess I'll see you nerds later.